Hello and welcome to Bullshit Alert, the game show that's essentially chicken soup for the liar's soul. I am your host, Stephen Carter, and here is how the game works. If you lie to me and I think you're telling the truth, you get points. If you tell the truth and I think it's bullshit, you get points. The points don't really matter, but we do have a winner. So with that, let's get started. Our first panelist opens his sunroof on cold days. It's Danny Marshall. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I didn't I'm know glad. I'd be invited back. Uh, you're always welcome here, Danny. Oh, kind of your pal. thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of my thing. Kind of your thing. If our second panelist had wings, she'd probably still walk around on her two legs to preserve her wings for when they are necessary. It's Lily Moss. Hey, Lily. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I, I, would, <laughs> I would fly everywhere. Honestly, I oh, wings sounds so great. Angel from from X-Men. I know his power was kind of lame because he just had wings and like, there were other mutants who could fly, but also could do other stuff, which is objectively just way better. But I think wingers are cool. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, our guest today is, is an alum of the Second City in Chicago, where he performed in the main stage reviews Fool Me Twice, Deja Vu, and The Winner of Our Discontent. He has appeared on such television shows as What We Do in the Shadows, Superstore, Space Force, and Chicago Med. Please welcome to the show, Jameson Webb. Hey, Jameson, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh! Oh, thank you for joining. So glad you're here. We, you, you're our favorite death in the what we do in the shadows pilot. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the first yeah. one. First one. First one uh, of the of the show. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's probably at this point in my life. That's probably like behind, like you know, getting married and and you know having a kid. Like that's. That's the accomplishment, you know. Um, yeah, it's funny. My 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 uh, cousin did not know that I had filmed the show, and like a year after it came out, she and her um, uh, husband were, were were catching up on season one, so they could watch season two. Mm-hmm. And so they're watching it, and all of a sudden they see me, and my cousin goes, "Oh my god, that's my cousin Jameson." And then I get killed immediately, <laughs> and she immediately texts me like, "What?" Do, how did I not know know about this? And I said, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, I send out a newsletter. <laughs> but yeah, that was really cool. That was, uh, that was, uh, I've been very, very lucky. Not that I filmed tons of stuff, but I've been very lucky to like do little small parts on some really cool shows. And, and I yeah. think I've been pretty fortunate in that um, I've gotten, you know, everyone's been really nice. You know, I, I, people are like, do you have any stories about, this and that and it's like yeah everyone's very nice (laughs) you know i i show up i i try to know my lines i leave and everyone's very nice i it's doesn't need to be more interesting that cut all of this (laughs) it's in it's all of it's in all right good well let's get started with the weirdest thing of the week where we all tell something weird that happened to us this past week and we will start this week with danny I ran into my rabbi this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> and? And he's doing well. Good. I love to hear that. Yeah, but my rabbi's not from here. So I was surprised to see him at the Grove when he's not supposed to be at the Grove. Where is he usually? Well, now, uh, I originally, he w- I was the rabbi for my temple on Long Island. But he has since retired and moved to... Philadelphia, closer to one of his kids, and he was, I learned, on vacation visiting his other child and grandchild here. Was he shopping at the Grove, just kind of, you know, getting a feel at the outdoor mall? I mean, did he pop into the Barnes & Noble? What was he up to? <laughs> That's one of the best Barnes & Nobles. Um, it's a great one. It's, it's like it's a, five stories. It's absurd. It's too tall. Yeah. yeah it's, it's great, though. <laughs> um, no, I, it was in the uh, farmer's market area, so they were eating. Um, his, his family was eating, but there was nothing, I didn't notice any bags, but it was a polite, you know, it was like seeing it almost like seeing a teacher in public. I kind of like blacked out a little bit, but also was like, oh my God, like 
this person from my childhood. Uh, from Rabbi Katz, what are you doing here? Yeah, who reached out to who? Whose eyes connected first? Who made contact? I saw I saw him. He was with his his daughter and, and grandson. And um, I saw him at, at a table. And I was just like, hey. And he was like, Danny, oh my gosh. He remembered you. It wasn't a thing where it was like, I hey yeah. you <laughs> fair. How are you? No, we were okay. we were memorable temple goers. <laughs> What's memorable temple goers mean? <laughs> That's it's so, so weird. Um, um, no, honestly, my we my mom was just pretty and still is very involved with the temple, and um, we would go. You had to go to a certain number of. They had a junior congregation was a 45 minute service before the regular services every Saturday morning. And you had to go to a certain amount um, when you were in Hebrew school. But if you hit a threshold of like 25 weekends, 25 Saturdays, you go, you get honor roll. And my mom made sure that my brother and I got that every year. So we went almost at least half the Saturdays in the year we were there. So we we were regulars at that point yeah you were you were an a plus jew uh yeah 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 yeah. we're called shabbos goers is what we're called i i'm i'm not surprised he was at the grove because i heard that there's a great new uh jewish horn store called uh shofar so good i hate you (laughs) uh danny is this the beginning of another relationship with your rabbi like one post they have left your church. Are you guys going to be Facebook friends now? You send messages? No, I think status <laughs> quo. I think, um, A, also not a church, but moving past that. Sorry, um, sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no. Uh, um, no, I, he was always, he has that like Dumbledore vibe. Nothing about the look, but just like he has this like very calming presence. He's not, he's not like a caricature of a rabbi. He's like, just like a, a scholarly guy who's very serene and he's a nice guy. And I actually reached out to him during the pandemic and I was like, you know, and I, and I caught up with him then and then over email and then we had a call and then, you know, we have each other's contact info, but I don't really think it's that type of thing. I just, this has nothing to do with the, the veracity of your story. <laughs> veracity? Versimil- anyway, <laughs> there's nothing to do with whether, uh, what, when you said Dumbledore earlier mm-hmm. and I heard it as Dumbledore. Oh. The like the bar the in in Chicago mm-hmm. right the old double door tab I don't know if it's still there but when you you said he has like a I heard double <laughs> oh, door vibe and I thought oh like a, no 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 and I'm thinking like oh he's like a hip rabbi <laughs> you know like I didn't know what that looked like and then I I realized what you were getting at and um, that's all I just want to make that clear. <laughs> no good I appreciate that no most. Most rabbis are not, would not, I don't think you can qualify as a hip rabbi. I think that's like. There's not like a, a, a hip youth pastor version of the rabbi. There are, but they're usually like not fun. They're like try to be fun, but they're just like, <laughs> sure. hey. Uh, Newsflash, neither are uh, like youth pastors. So, yeah. yeah, you know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, if if you have a relationship with God, good for you. I don't want you to try to be cool around me. <laughs> But yeah, Danny, God is lit. You know, <laughs> we gotta. You know, he's thick in all the right ways. No, 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 no. On the seventh day, God said, "Let there be not cringe." <laughs> Something like that. Uh, sorry, go go ahead. What was your question? Let there be not cringe. What's the What's the weirdest thing that happened to you this week? Last night, I was picking up my mother-in-law at LAX airport, and I saw the actor-slash-director Tim Blake Nelson. He goes by mm-hmm. actor-slash-director now. Well, he's directed several. He directed O, if you remember the Othello update with Julia Stiles oh. and Mackay Pfeiffer okay. in the early 2000s. Oh. And he also directed Leaves of Grass um, with Edward Norton. I- anyway, he's not like a, you know, a, a Bradley Cooper where he's directing like, a star is born. I don't know why I chose Cooper as like the example of the, you know, love the coops. Uh, but, you know, you obviously in, in L.A., you're going to see celebrities. He was just such a specific kind of guy to see, you know, at the, the, the baggage claim that it was almost like, is that? Oh, that's him. But no one cares, you know, uh, or not. No one cares, but like no one's noticing. That's all. Um, so that it was weird to me. It was like, OK, what? So this was in baggage claim. It was in, I my mother in law landed and then I went inside the airport to use the restroom because I have the bladder uh, the size of a 
a buffalo nickel <laughs> and um you know that old saying and uh yeah so i was waiting at the five carousel five mm. and I know that a one. few flights were coming in and um and, and his was i'm guessing one of them <laughs> uh but yeah i saw him and he just kind of you know he was looking at his phone doing like the usual airport stuff and then he grabbed his bag and he didn't have an entourage no. or anything so you know there weren't a bunch of flash bulbs going off what was he wearing and i asked this because he's about to be back in the marvel cinematic universe i think he's going to reprise his role back from the incredible hulk so my question being was oh. he wearing the the hat nondescript hat a little jacket maybe he was kind of just like you know incognito he, he had an oklahoma city thunder hat on Ooh. um which it was like a nice not bright blue, but it was a blue hat. And then it, I saw that and that kind of, I went, okay. But uh, rest of the, he had a hoodie, I think, or like, you know, it's cold here. So he had on, I don't know, I get pants and a hoodie kind of jacket. <laughs> and he had a backpack because I was like, oh, maybe he's just traveling with the, you know, how much. And then uh, I, I didn't actually see what he grabbed because my mother-in-law came out and we we headed out. But yeah, he looked pretty, like he was not wearing a shirt that said like, Hey, I'm going to be returning to the Marvel, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a baseball jersey that had like MCU as the name on the back, you know, with like a number one is the jersey number. Um, and he's like one of those. I thought about like, do I say something just like I'm a fan, you know, but that I've done that before out here and it's never. Yeah, it, uh, it's never right. felt like a good thing. So I decided to leave him in peace. I'm a little embarrassed, but also this kind of helps my point of he's the type of person that I I just had to look him up because I know exactly who he is when I saw him, but would never know his name. And I'm like, oh, it's the the camp, the counselor from Holes. And I I know that. And he's he's an old brother where art thou? He's so the three. Yeah, the three runaways are George Clooney, John Turturro. And then Tim Blake Nason, uh, Blake Nason, <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson uh, is Del Mar. And he's been in Minority Report. And, and he's one of those guys where he pops up in movies and you're like, right. oh, he was in um, uh, Nightmare Alley. Uh, if you mm-hmm. saw Nightmare Alley, he's in the very last scene of the movie. I don't want to give away the tw- the the last scene of the movie. <laughs> and yeah, and I don't know, you know, he it was a Dallas it was a Dallas plane. I don't know what he was mm. doing in Dallas or if he connected. Um, but because uh, he would have been on the flight that my mother-in-law was oh. on. And she has oh. she's not, she has no idea who Tim Blake Nelson is. So it wasn't a thing where it was like, hey, d- was he on the plane? And, you know, oh, yeah, I love him. No, I mean, it was <laughs> the director of O. Yeah, he was on the plane. Um, I, I, but, yeah, just kind of a, a – a, and he has like a really – distinct memorable yeah, face he does yeah. very much and a memorable right. voice as well yeah. i feel like he has yes. like a long face and a long voice if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah i should have tested it i should have gone up and been like hello just to hear him go hey, hello or you know he, i feel like he's probably a very nice guy but definitely could play a bigot in any role any any film you want him to does he play the bigot i, yeah. I feel like he p- normally plays kind of like southern like maybe a little hickish but what role does he play a a bigot in isn't he in watchmen isn't he uh isn't he a bad guy in watchmen the the, the show the miniseries oh i didn't see it i didn't see it see i don't think he he didn't play necessarily i mean they're all bad guys because they're cops uh nice but, uh, <laughs> nice he didn't necessarily he, i don't think he was like worse than anyone else he played a very traumatized guy because he wore that hood uh, oh, to stop like right. the radiation yeah. from the alien explosions Mm-mm. but I, I don't think necessarily he was like any worse than the majority well i i think he's talented enough to play a bigot i'll say <laughs> the highest compliment i'll take my statement you, you you look like someone with hate in their heart that guy would play an ex-nazi yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh quick wait quick logistical question you went into p what where was the car in the parking garage oh yeah i parked i did the because if you're in and out in under an hour it's nine dollars and i was like well 
how much, you know, is this pee worth $9? And it was, because it took 55 minutes to get there from oh. Santa Monica. It usually doesn't take that long, but it was you rush hour traffic. And, and uh, my, my wife stayed here with our, our baby because he was going to be going to sleep. So I said, well, I'll go get your mom. It's not mm-hmm. an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Had had we known Tim Blake Nelson was going to be there, my wife probably would have <laughs> also baby. stayed at home anyway. Oh, okay. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have brought the baby and had uh, Tim Blake Nelson say something in character. Uh, bless him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tim bless Nelson. <laughs> Blessed by the Blake. Uh, but yeah, no, the car was, it'd be funny if like, I'm like, oh yeah, I just left it outside. What are they going to do? Tell me? I have no fear. No, I, I parked okay, it at good. the parking garage six and went in. Uh, Lily, what was the weirdest thing that happened to you this week? So this one's a little bit of a callback to, to multiple of my weirdest things of the week. It's a little bit of a combination because I had the one where I was going to visit my, my girlfriend uh, in the hospital. I was carrying flowers and people thought I was going to a funeral. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, last week I had just like a weird interaction on a train. Um, this one's kind of a combo of that. Uh, so Sydney was uh, is in the hospital and I was going to visit her. She's totally fine. Um I was listening to a podcast on the train and wearing a mask, and it's the podcast Hey Riddle Riddle, which I love and is very funny. Uh, so there, there was a funny part, and I was like laughing, not like audibly, but like my body was kind of shaking. Uh, <laughs> you start vibrating. A couple minutes later, this guy like sits down next to me, and he says something to me, and I take off my headphones, and he's like, are, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I, I was laughing. I wasn't, I think he thought that I was like sobbing, like my, the full body oh. heaves. And he was like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I just, you know, wanted to make sure you were okay. And I was like, oh, no, like, that's very kind of you. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I, an aunt of mine said, I laugh with only my right shoulder, which I found is actually true. Like when I laugh, I, I kind of do this. Yeah, uh, you do. That is true. <laughs> you you do. You are a very physical laugh. Yeah, but only my, I don't do it no, with you, my left shoulder. You, you have a, but you have a, 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 almost a head tilt back. You kind of, and your mouth opens. You kind of go like, ah. So it's kind of like, <laughs> I'm. A young bird receiving regurgitation Almost, yeah, from a yeah. mother. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Pez dispensers and young birds are kind of opposites because Pez they, you know, dispense. Yeah, well, young you're, birds I would say you're more like a, a Pez dispenser because you exude laughter as opposed to the intake of laughter. Thank you. And I look a lot like Scooby Doo if he was <laughs> in plastic form. <laughs> um, um, if this is true, the Current slash post pandemic or po- current slash post yes I can't say words pandemic New York subway has gotten way more talkative and apparently nice for the most part too. yeah like like that this is you you the you're supposed to be ignored and ignore on the subway I thought you're not supposed to be giving crossword tips and <laughs> yeah. consoling like you've had yeah. the array of nice people come up to you essentially asking if you need anything yes yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, it's yes and, not yes, I don't know. You, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it was that he was some flavor of queer and identified me as such. And like there was sort of a camaraderie, you know, just mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. He, he then said to me, like, I have been that person on, you know, the subway and I would mm-hmm. want someone to come over and kind of be that oh. person for me. Oh, well that that's really kind. Were there other people kind of watching this happen? Like did it did it seem like, "Oh, you know what? Maybe you know, maybe everyone kind of noticed and then this this person said like, "Hey, you know, I'll be the spokesperson for this group of concerned citizens." Uh or or was it kind of just a one-on-one interaction or, you know, scenario? The people on the train took a vote. This person <laughs> yes. We, we nominate you. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that scene from The Dark Knight where they all vote on the ferry whether to blow up the other ferry. But kind of, um, Somewhere there was another subway in the city that decided to not talk to the person. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's uh, such a good scene from that movie. It oh. is a good scene. Um, no, you know, I get a lot of looks anyway. I am six foot four. I'm a trans woman. Normally, I'm wearing a coat that like looks like it's a Russian oligarch uh, wearing it. So I, I generally, I feel like get looks. So it doesn't. I don't necessarily notice it. 
and especially when, when I'm laughing, you know, out loud in a <laughs> podcast there. Um, so I didn't notice any more than usual, I guess. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Did anything happen after, like, did you send them on their way? Go on your way now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, afterwards, I sort of just awkwardly, like, put my headphones back on and kept listening to the podcast. But uh, he was still sitting beside me, so I felt, like, a little awkward. So uh, maybe five minutes later, I took them off, and I was just like, I just want you to know, like, really, that was a very nice gesture. And he was oh. Like, oh yeah, that's nice. And I actually told him, "I'm going to use this on my podcast today." <laughs> nice. Um, and I called it the weirdest thing of the week. And he was like, "You thought this interaction was weird?" And I was like, "No, no, no, only weird than that. Like it's oh, unusual. My. People don't normally, you know, do this." And yeah, it was it was just a a nice interaction. That was my question. Yeah, just how how it ended. How like you know if you if you gave a little tip of the cap when you were leaving, but that mm-hmm. you know. Or, or if you just you said, I'm going to pay it forward, you know, I'm going to tap someone the next time I see someone laughing or yeah. <laughs> having heaves. Very unfortunately, I was so angry. There was no one else crying. So I couldn't. <laughs> um, at the end, he it was his stop. And he was like, oh, I'm Paul. I said, I'm Lily. Thank you. He left. Um, well, that's good because I've had. I'm sure we've all had experiences where you know we've had a weirdo talk to us on public transit, and then I, for me, it was mostly on the 151 when I lived in Chicago on the bus, and I would just be like, ah, I can walk the rest, and I just <laughs> would get out, and I was just like, I'm done. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna make some guesses about all of these stories. Um, Danny, I think it's true that you saw your rabbi. Is it true? No, it's bullshit. Nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But what, wouldn't that be cool? For you, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a guy that I was like, is that my rabbi? Nope, nope, never mind. Just a random guy that doesn't <laughs> look like a rabbi. Okay, save, nice save. Jameson, I think it's bullshit. I think you, you thought of Tim Blake Nelson and were like, that guy hasn't been talked about in a while. Uh, it is bullshit. I saw a guy that I thought was Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> and look at that. Look at us. I know. I know. Similar to the, but he didn't look like a Tim Blake Nelson. Um, no, no, no. It was, um, I, I really thought it was, it, 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 it looked a lot like him and he was kind of hanging in the shadows of the, the, you know, like maybe this person was staying out of the way and then he got a little closer and I went, Oh, just to, just a, a a Tim lookalike, but so you are correct. Bullshit. Uh, I I call him a Tim fake Nelson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice, Lily. I think you did have this encounter. I think this is true. I did. I'm getting a lot of weird encounters on subways recently. It's That's nice. Um, so funny. I, I, it was honestly. It was. It was really nice. Like, I, yeah. I've had two like neutral to nice encounters on the subway and uh i think you know i'll never go on again because i've hit my hit my high on there shout out to our main sponsor the new york city mta i really hope not (laughs) they are so freaking corrupt it's ridiculous i i really hate the mta as a that's that's another yeah i was gonna say you're also not alone there yeah usually people love public transit (laughs) (laughs) exception not the rule exception to the rule yeah uh i will give you my weirdest thing of the week real quick and that is that i i went upstairs because i work in the basement and i went upstairs my wife was heating up food and she heated up both of our plates i went down she like took a took a hair off of the plate that i was eating on i i was like what and she's like it was just a hair i continue eating all of my food i'm about halfway done with my food and I noticed that my plate is entirely covered in dust, hair, and other soot. So I essentially ate food off of a really dirty plate that both my wife and I just didn't see. Ew. Why? Did any part of the food taste different? Not that I could tell. That's why oh. I was very... I just looked down and I'm like, oh my God. Oh, wait, what? And then it was like the whole thing. Like it got, <laughs> you finished. You finished the meal. I ate some of it, but not all of it. <laughs> Admit it. How much? How much? Uh, I ate 
half of what was on my plate, I think. I'm not a waster. I'll, I'll eat it. But after you noticed, you were like, I got to oh, yeah. have a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll go back for seconds. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any idea what happened? Did, did, did it not get washed or did you accidentally put it in the dryer? I, I <laughs> what? So we, you know, we moved about two months ago into our house and I guess this plate just didn't get washed. So that means that this plate had been in a box wrapped among other stuff since I moved back down here from Chicago, which was in June of 2021. So it's been sitting there like this for about a year and a half. Gross. The, the hair, was it like human hair or was it like, oh, this is maybe from an animal or? I, I hope it was just my cat's hair. I hope. Yeah. Was it, how long was it? Ew. It was, <laughs> what a... I mean, it could have been my hair, but I think. See, I'd was... rather have human hair personally, <laughs> uh, you know. Well, it wasn't my wife's Keep hair. Keep it in the same species. Yeah. Way too long, but. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, having human hair in food happens a lot. And like, I mean, in my, growing up, one of us, every dinner had a, one of my mom's hair in our mouth somehow. It just <laughs> ended up, that it happens. ended up in the dinner. Sure. Um, but you, there was no rinsing of the plate at all. You, you, the plate was taken from a box, put into this cabinet, the, then from and the cabinet. We have used the other plates in that stack, so you just assume that it's all clean. Wasn't clean. Well, maybe you should do a rinse before you eat from now on. Yeah, from now on, you're going to eat at a restaurant. You're going to say, just bring me the empty plate before the food, please. I just need to give yes. it a little scrub down. Thank you. <laughs> Take out your Clorox wipes. Right. Uh, I, I feel like the worst part is this happened like two days ago, and I feel like my throat is just weird now, and I'm like... It's all I that mean, soot. It's all in my head, though. It's got to be, but I, I do feel a little sicky, and I'm just like, is it the hair? I mean, I'll, I'll start. I think it's true. I think it's bullshit. I'm just trying to think of the logistics of this, because I feel like you stack plates, right, when you're moving them. So to have multiple plates covered in, like, soot and hair seems odd to me. Can I go 50-50? No. <laughs> get, get five points guaranteed. Her plate was fine. The rest of the plates were fine. It was just that one plate. No idea why. Singular plate. I'll go with true. All right. Well, uh, it was true. I ended up eating oh. a bunch of hair and soot, Ew. and it's oh. nasty. Ew. Um, oh. You look great. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You got hair all over your face, but I think that's just your beard, not <laughs> sloppy seconds uh, from uh, sloppy yeah. seconds. Or not sloppy seconds. What's the what's the what's the No, oh, I God, think that's not it. sloppy yeah, I seconds. I think that's what it is now. Oh man. That's not the phrase. <laughs> it's like a baby eating spaghetti, but you're eating hair and it gets stuck to your face. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how you get yeah, that's how like, you grow a beard. Right, you got a little something there. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, no, that's just my just my cat hair from earlier my face well steven i i remember from my latin classes that gladiators used to eat like a uh you know spoonful of soot every day because it like they thought it built muscle so maybe you're gonna get stronger can't wait till next week what's what's next week your gladiator fight (laughs) that's when it happens yeah that's when i fight oh okay i'm gonna say that the end of this round everyone is tied with five points and that's the end of round one And I'm Josiah. And we're the co-hosts of a weekly podcast called How Star Wars Is It? On our show, we rate and review things on a scale of 1 to 10, but not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. We've covered lots of movies, from The Matrix to Guardians of the Galaxy to all the Star Wars films, but we've also reviewed things like Pumpkin Spice Lattes, Halloween, Moving, Burgers... We've got over 150 episodes, and you don't have to listen to them all. You can just find the ones that look interesting and listen to those. There's no plot. There's no continuity. You don't have to worry about that. Okay? So if that sounds fun to you, tune in to How Star Wars Is It every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. How Star Wars Is It? How Star Wars Is It? We We love love you, and and may the fourth be with you. you.
The second round is get to know our guest. Story from a friend. We asked a friend of Jameson's to tell us of an experience that they had together. Jameson will defend this story as true. Danny and Lily will have to figure out if Jameson is telling the truth or if it's bullshit. And here is the story. Hi, this is John Sabine. I'd like to share with you a story uh, that I experienced with Jameson Webb uh, when we were on tour with the um, the Red Co. One of the one of the most Second City tour co's in in the last ten years. We were in Holland, Michigan, I think, for a Tulip Festival, and it, so they have like a lot of things happening. There's like a carnival and acts, and we were. Uh, there's much. There's a couple of theaters in the downtown area. It's really cute, um, and we were one of the headliners, <laughs> used loosely. And then, like across the street, there was another headliner, and it was Bob Newhart. Um, and we were like, "Oh, what? <laughs> that's who we're competing with." Uh, but they were like, "Hey, do you want to meet Mr. Newhart?" And we're like, "Sure." So we went across the street, and we got to get a picture with him. And he, you know, it's Bob Newhart. He, we see him. He was very old, but very sweet. And we're getting a picture. He doesn't say much. Um, he's very quiet. But I think Jameson's right next to him. And I just he quietly says to us, show business, huh? When it's good, it's great. And then smiles big. And then we took the picture. And I just thought that was such a wonderful, like, what a great sentence to say if you're not going to say much. And if you're Bob Newhart talking to a bunch of people who want to be comedians. Um, so that is my story that I, uh, my James Webb story, one of many, or is it? All right. Thanks y'all. Bye. I've never heard that man in my life. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's absolutely true. It was, um, I'm supposed to defend it as true, right? Yeah. We're, We'll have some questions. I guess yeah, the first no, one I, is, we're, are, yeah. are you a big Bob Newhart fan? I mean, he's a comedy icon. I am. Actually, in college, I bought, like, the greatest hits double CD, you know, of his. And when I was listening to it, I was so into what was going on that I almost um, got in a car wreck. And I think I told Mr. Newhart that at the when we met him. I just said, like, I'm a big fan. And... I almost once got in an accident listening to um, it might have been the um, the the one where the Gettysburg uh, it's like Abraham Lincoln's press agent and he's helping Abraham Lincoln, you know, giving him feedback on the Gettysburg address. It's a lot of like, mm-hmm. hey, babe, you know, four score and seven, you know, it's, it's too much. Maybe just, you know, 87 years ago. Yeah, keep it simple, you know. Um, <laughs> See, so yeah, I was a huge fan uh, uh, and still am a huge fan um of, of his stand-up so yeah i was very excited he's he is very well known for for his poise and his patience and his I, I like his digs almost like you know was there any did he kind of was it an ironic statement that or was he more genuine when he said no he was business? he was genuine i mean it's funny I, I actually i don't think of bob newhart as as i mean some as, as like having digs and stuff i mean he, he's you know he kind of a gentle guy i mean there's a bit yeah, of that way that i guess it goes through yeah but he's being very nice and he even mentioned because he's from oak park he grew up in oak park mm-hmm. and worked in chicago um as an accountant and i think chicago is where he started his stand-up career but he even mentioned to us when he found out we were from second city that because he was in Chicago around the same time performing and he wanted to do it, but he wasn't funny enough or something like that. And we all were like, Oh, well, you know, you would have been great. And, and, yeah. and all of that. So, um, no, 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 it, it seemed very genuine. I mean, you know, he, I'm sure he's, I mean, he's not sure he's, he's done a million of these, you know, meet and greets or meet, right. you know, up and coming people. And, uh, yeah, he was very sweet and took a photo and, um, yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm going to focus on a part of the story non new heart related uh <laughs> this was in in holland michigan yes and it was for a tulip festival i don't remember if it was for a tulip festival or if it was like they do a they have a bunch of tulips through downtown and they do it might have been like their big tulip time festival in addition to all this flower stuff there's also these performers and you know comedians and all of that uh, i remember it as it was some kind of festival. I'll, I'll, if it was actually related to the tulip specifically, I don't remember. But yeah, they do have some tulip festival. They're known as, I think, the tulip capital of the U.S. Um, and I think it's just because their name is Holland. 
Yeah, I, I, I was gonna, gonna say, yeah, it, I didn't know if that was just a coincidence or they were like got into tulips because Holland is all about tulips. My guess would be they got into it. They were like, we're Holland, Michigan. We should probably find some reason to get people to, you know, visit our town. Uh, and so, yeah, but, you know, but they had there was like a carnival with, you know, concessions and, and all of this stuff. I mean, it was like a um, legit, you know, f- two or three day long festival uh, this town was doing. It was packed. There were a lot of people and, and all that. Yeah. What what time of year was it? I mean, it was like summer. I, my yeah, guess I would buy be. I buy that. I buy that. Yeah. My, my <laughs> guess would be May, June, July you know, something in there. Cause yeah. you do have to like take the bulbs out whenever it becomes of season to continue having that tulip. Are you, are you a tulip expert? The only reason why I know that is because I have some tulip bulbs, um, in the room right next to me. Oh. now that he has a house, he has a tulip bulb room. <laughs> that, that is true. That's true. I mean, hopefully they, uh, can grow when it's not so cold, but that's all I know about tulips. We, we did not, we, we didn't discuss tulips with Mr. Newhart. So I'm, I'm unclear on where he stands on <laughs> tulip maintenance, but I, I'm sure he would have something funny to say about it. That's so, it's so interesting. Imagine being, you know, a local Michiganite driving over from Grand Rapids or wherever I'm from. And I'm like, oh, I'll go to the Tula Festival. Oh, and Second City's here. Great. That tracks. And then I'm like, wait, Bob Newhart? <laughs> I just would not expect, like, that's just a story of just like, yeah, Bob Newhart was a headliner at this yeah. Tula Festival. And well, and to be fair, if I remember correctly, a lot of the mm-hmm. clientele for the Tula Festival or whatever the festival was, was, you know, people of a certain age, you know, baby boomers and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it wasn't like... Um, you know, yeah, this is the, you know, uh, hey, we're bringing back uh, X-Fest, the X Games, uh, <laughs> and we're going to have some extreme sports, and Bob Newhart's on the center stage after yeah. Tony Hawk. <laughs> um, you know, but no, no, I mean, and he's also 90 now, so he would have been in his early 80s then. You know, I mean, he he's an elderly gentleman, and I just remember thinking that's awesome that he's still going out and doing shows and and being, you know, funny and beloved and all that. What did what did John Sabine do in this instance? Uh, I mean, I think what we all did, which is we were just very kind of polite and we're big fans and thank you and, uh, you know, isn't this so cool and, you know. He didn't go on a rant about the Mavericks? No, no, he didn't corner, <laughs> he didn't corner uh, Bob and. And be like, you know, I mean, Dirk's a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> you know, like no, no, we we all were very, um, you know, because the thing is, is also like, you don't know how, at least for me, my thought is, look, he's doing us a favor by talking to him. Let's just get in and out. He did his sound check. We met him in the hallway outside. So it wasn't a thing where it's like, we're all going to go to dinner and we're going to pick your brain. It was, you know, and, and not they made us feel rushed, but I think on our end, it was like, Say hello, shake his hand, get a picture, say thank you, we're huge fans, yep, bye-bye, you know. So that's how it was. If, if John, or for that matter, if any of us said anything that was particularly out of um, out of the norm, I, it, it hasn't stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which way are you leaning? I'm going to say this is bullshit. I don't know why. I mean, I just, that's where I'm leaning. This is toss-up. I I how I I I'm thinking about the logistics of getting Bob Newhart out to this to Holland, Michigan. See, I I think he's exactly the kind of person that would play a tulip festival. You know, yeah, he he is a little bit older. He's not, you know, he doesn't maybe have the 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 draw that he once once did. You know, tulip festival seems like a good I don't know a good fit for him. He doesn't uh, like smelling roses. It's all tulips for Bob Newhart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> before he's pushing up daisies, he's got to you oh, know keep going. To... Come on. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this is true. It is true. It Whoa. is true. We we got a photo with him. He was very sweet. He um, uh, you know, he's very quiet and soft spoken, but but very nice and and uh, didn't didn't uh, he he made us. You know, the nice thing when uh, I remember John and I talking when he, you know, said the thing about show business, when it's good, it's great. Afterwards, John and I were, were saying, like, we were all saying, like, 
he really made us feel like we're on the same level as him, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're all nice. in this showbiz together. I mean, it was just that kind of feeling saying that. Um, yeah, but it's 100% true. Thank you, Bob Newhart. <laughs> well, uh, point recap, Danny. Yeah. Last place Aww. with five points. Aww, so sorry. Damn. But Jameson and Lily are tied for first place with 15 points each. So yes, that right. will be the end of round two. Our last round is an all-play called Time Waster. Jameson, Danny, and Lily will share a tale where they wasted time. Maybe they played 300 hours of a video game they don't really like that much. Maybe they waited in line at McDonald's for a very specific Beanie Baby. They could have also debated sending that text for a week or two. Who knows? I'll be guessing if these are true or if they're bullshit. And we're going to start with Lily. I spent about a full day of my life trying to get Aaron Carter's autograph. May his memory be a blessing. And I don't give the slightest shit about Aaron Carter, and I didn't then either. So why? Why did you? Where were you? Why was it a, were you a there? day consecutive? Like you twenty four hours, or you spent like an hour over twenty four days? Mm, <laughs> no, it was it was like a, a full a full day, um, like a consecutive. Because it, it it started when I was seven, uh, my family saw Susical the musical. Yeah, um, it absolutely was not. It was one of the biggest financial flops in Broadway history. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, it was a hit at Jericho High School when I was in it. I gotcha. Sorry. But uh, Aaron the Aaron, I was about to say Aaron the Carter. Uh, <laughs> Aaron the uh, played Cat Hat. Aaron the Carter played a role in that. And I have uh, an older sister and uh, an older female cousin um, who are both like three years older than me. And they really, really liked him. For some reason, we all kept our like playbills from that yada yada. Cut to like five or six years later, he was doing another play in New York and like a, a signing someday in, in New York. I think he had an album, a book, something like that. And my sister and cousin were like, we're going to go into the city and like get his autograph. And I think I was just like very wanted to be cool, you know, <laughs> do what the, the older older kids are doing. So I was like, I'm going to come with you. Like, yeah, this seems cool. We went into the city, spent hours waiting in line where he was signing CDs or whatever with our playbills. And it was cut off before we could even see him. And then both of them were like, oh, he's doing a play in the city too. Like, let's go like wait outside the play later. But it was like hours later, you know? And so we waited afterwards and he finally comes out and signs playbills. And honestly, that's when it hit me. Like, I don't give a shit about <laughs> this, this person at all. Like I could throw this away and feel nothing. <laughs> right now like this has been the most boring day of my life uh, waiting for something i don't care about and i was the reason i'm here nobody dragged me here yeah but if you if if you in a in a you know world where you were the same age and were on a subway together and he checked in on you then you'd want his autograph <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i was uh crying if he was um, playing the holland tulip festival you would have been <laughs> thrilled did did Aaron he Carter, just sign his name or did he say, you know, was it like to so and so or was it just a quick, you know, you know, I, I think it was just a quick name. Um, I mean, this was a playbill from a play he was in years ago and he was only in it for like a month. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that's not a good sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so roughly what year was this signing was the 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 latter part of the story because the the show was in the early 2000s so i i, I looked it up uh the we i saw it in 2001 uh-huh um and then so this was maybe like f four years later five years later something like that i was kind of tweens age mm -hmm. yeah yeah a lot happened to that city in between uh in between early 01 and, and the signing? Yeah, I would think so. I, this is just so weird. 
I don't really have a question right now. Did, did you get the autograph? Like, do you have one in your possession? Oh, I, I, Stephen, I think I might have left it on the train going back to our house. I, I didn't care. It could be worth a lot now because even you know. with him dying young, I don't think it's worth a lot. <laughs> we, we brought him up like has to be like four months ago, six months ago, and you asked if he was still alive, and he was at the time. Because you thought he died young. And we were like, no, he's still alive. And then he passed away like two months later. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Lily, there's something here. <laughs> this is why you have all the good juju on the <laughs> MTA, I think, is because you left that playbill on there. Yeah, all the people who helped me on the MTA, dying young. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, let's move on to Danny. Well, you know me. Uh, well, Jameson doesn't, but um, I... <laughs> I feel like I, I do at this point. At this point, we, we're, all, we're, all, we're all buddies. Um, this, is, this is around similar time as Lily is theoretically getting this autograph. Star Wars Revenge of the Sith was coming out. And I, as a big, you know, Star Wars, Disney kind of guy and a, a fan, and also a fan of gimmicks, uh, decided that I had to get every single... Burger King toy that came with a kid's meal when Revenge of the Sith came out. So for that, I guess it's like, you know, they're usually like 90 days or yeah, about three months for fast food, you know, toy cycles. And at every chance I got, I had Burger King to get a new toy. How many toys were in that series? They had two series. and <laughs> what? and. They had one earlier in the year and one right when the movie was coming out. Or, or maybe it was one when it was movie was coming out and one when the DVD was coming out. And oh, okay. And so it was twice, and there were 25 each. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so I had a lot of Burger King, which I have never liked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Like, of all the fast food, Burger King's the last one I'll go to. It's it's not terrible. I mean, It's fine. It's, like when the first what, what, Pokemon was, movie came out. Yes. <laughs> they had it. They had yeah, it. Was there did. any attempt where it was like, okay, you know, I'll collect some and then maybe some friends of mine will get some too and let me have them? Yeah, or? so that was the hope. So it, it turned into like I, I got my brother and I would go and we'd get it at, like like for, you know, a weekend dinner. They'd pick – my parents would pick up Burger King for us and my parents would go out or whatever or some lunches on the weekends. I, I'd make us all go out. But it got to the point after like maybe one or two times that – most of my family was like, we don't want any more Burger King. <laughs> and and you can probably ask them and buy some of these separately. Yeah. It turned into, though, me going to Burger King with my dad. I was the only one ordering food. And whatever toys they had, I would basically get a kid's meal with a toy and then spend a dollar a piece extra of whatever other toys that they had. What else you got back there? For exactly. <laughs> and I made a poor employee at Burger King dig through like the giant like plastic Ooh. bucket of toys to oh. look through the cellophane to see if it was a plush Tauntaun or a plush Jabba or a plush Oh, so these were plush. These weren't like plastic. Oh, no, sorry. That, the animals were plush. There were vehicles that had wheels. There were <laughs> uh, some that came apart and were spinning tops. There were some that were – a lot of the old Jedi were magic eight balls. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, they had five sets of five in themes. So they had five things that were like vehicles on with wheels. Five plush, five and five. Um, this all, mind you, was right as eBay was starting to become a thing. And it never occurred to me until that Hanukkah that I could just buy them all on eBay and not go to a Burger King. So uh, for that Hanukkah, my aunt then bought me all of them for Hanukkah. And now I have an entire full set untouched. And then the, I, I want to say total over the two series of 50, probably 20 to 25 of my, or, or more of my, my own that I and they smell like flame broiled beef oh, yeah. still yeah. to this day. Yeah. Oh my god. That they have that nice grilled char to them that you just can't <laughs> get at other fast food establishments. How many shoe boxes does it take to contain all of these collectible items? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. It's two. <laughs> two full two full orange Nike 
shoe boxes. Trust me, I've got stuff. I, I, I remember when the Phantom Menace came out and I went to Taco Bell and they had oh. these little like see-through things. If you put them behind a light, it was like, oh, it's little. It's little. Wait, wait, wait. So, so Phantom Menace stuff was at Taco Bell, but then they switched fast food places for a later installment in the the, yeah. the, the, the uh, prequels. Interesting. Yeah. I would have loved for these toys to be anywhere else but Burger King. Yeah. But I was I was getting the toys. I was just thinking it'd be funny. They should should have done commercials with Yoda for Burger King. And he could have been like, you know, your way, have it, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, and they had to border the line of like, you know, how much to, you know, like there's, with Spaceballs and Pete's the Hut, they couldn't do mm. go that way. You right, know, there's all right. this different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Steven, did you pull out uh, with the po- Pokemon? Are you talking about the uh, big Pokeballs with with the golden card in it? Yeah, I've got some of those. I, I still have. Those are all in my parents' basement. It, it's, yeah, oh I've got God. those. Like, I don't know why, but like KFC did some stuff way back in the day for Pokemon that I have, like in the late 90s. I don't know why I still have all this stuff. If we lived in the same place and we're in the same age, we're the same age, we would be best friends as children. <laughs> but now we're best friends as adults. Danny, you are very lucky that your parents have not moved from your childhood home. <laughs> because <laughs> when they do, you are going to lose, I, I, I'm going to say, uh, yards of shelving of childhood uh shit jameson what is your time waster somewhat similar to the the point of uh uh conversation we were just having is that i spent years in my childhood collecting and categorizing and organizing uh disney adventure magazines do you remember you all might be a little no. too young i know what the, i know what they are that magazines. i never i never got them and yeah you're and i I follow you on Twitter, and I—I I, is it correct that you are a, a, a Disney fan? Yeah, yeah, and a, yeah. A Disney oh. Parks fan as well. Yeah. Oh God, is that apparent? I, um, hey, I, you're. I, I'm. I, we're in good company together. Yeah. I, I. 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 Well, let me just address these allegations real quickly. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I. I'm from Florida, and a big part of growing up in Florida is going to Disney World. You. You do it a lot, and especially when I was a kid, they had a lot of great deals for like Florida residents, and and then you would take field trips there and all this. So I. I went to the Disney Park a lot as a kid and I still love it the Disney parks um, you know from the the perspective of like the imagineering and the design and the immersion and all that uh, I am not not to cast judgment on anyone I am not a Disney adult where I show up you know and like I'm like where's Mickey I need to talk to Mickey you know <laughs> Mickey good to see you again good sir you know like <laughs> I, I cannot believe I'm so happy that you because I I identify as you identify oh okay as, great yeah i am a disney grown-up not yeah i know that's that's worse that yeah e- even worse. that is yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, gonna, I'm i'm distancing myself from <laughs> i i enjoy going to the disney park yes yeah as an adult um, as a civil adult and you know as a kid the 90s were the disney decade and and so there was a lot of renewed tv and movies and you know they were kind of getting their groove back uh as it were so the uh um in 1990 i think they started publishing Disney Adventures magazine. And it was a little kind of Reader's Digest-sized magazine. And every month would have a celebrity with a Disney animated character on the cover. And and I remember buying the first one. It was Rick Moranis and Baloo the Bear from Tailspin, not the Jungle Book Baloo, Mm -hmm. but the Baloo as a pilot. And then at a certain point, um, my and I bought the first couple uh, or had my parents buy them. And then my aunt ended up giving me uh, every year for my birthday, she would renew. She'd got a subscription, renewed it. So I had all of these books in my closet, all these issues, and I was saving them because I thought they were going to be worth money someday. And I would, you know, categorize them by date and, you know, and all of that. And I really tried to make sure that they were in pretty good condition and all of that. Did you read them cover to cover? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, you know, it wasn't just stuff about Disney. It was like, it was more just like, here's a pop culture magazine for kids. So here are the new fall TV shows. Here's the movie preview. Here's, you know, we're going to interview Michael Jordan. I mean, it was, I mean, the Disney thing was a part of it, but it was as much, you know, just a, I, I, you know, it was like an entertainment weekly, but aimed at, at kids. 
But that time, I guess that time was Rick Moranis was it was Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and that's a, a Disney property. So because right. I feel Correct. like there was like a Jonathan Taylor Thomas cover, and yeah, with him with Simba. Simba. Yeah, right. that's okay. right. Yeah, okay. there was Michael Jackson with Pinocchio. There was always kind of a <laughs> not always, rough. but 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 there was there was an attempt in some cases to have the character and the celebrity have some kind of connection, not always, but sometimes. Yeah. So like Robin Williams posed with the genie, right. Michael Jackson with Pinocchio was, I wanting yes. the body of a real boy. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look back now and you go, waiting, is this like, you know, um, and you know, I think it was like Cindy Crawford with Jessica rabbit, that kind of, you know, stuff, mm-hmm. uh, sure. real va va voom sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I and I just thought and I did the same thing with TV guides, like commemorative <laughs> TV guide issues Yeah. Um, that I thought these will be worth something someday. And then, you know, at a certain point, um, hey, the parents are moving houses and cleaning out stuff. And, you know, do you do you want these? And I was like, ah, no. <laughs> so know, the, so they're all they were all disposed. I think they were all thrown away. I, oh. I might have there might somewhere be in the. In a storage unit, like maybe I kept the first issue, thinking mm. that would be a thing. But most of, I, in my mind, there they have gone to magazine heaven. Biggest Disney fire there ever was. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Did you have um, other friends who would uh, collect these or read these with you, or this was a thing that you did this and you didn't tell people? Oh yes, it was a solitary thing. Like not even like my my brothers weren't even into it. it wasn't even like you know. I mean, because I also did baseball cards and yeah. and you know, and those things you could share with other kids. Right. Disney Adventures was a tough thing, and I think because it was reading based, like you know, kids don't want to read magazines or books, and you know, so um, yeah, it would have been very hard for me to find. I get the uh, solitary collecting. I um, have no friends and no, but no, yeah, as a kid, being a, being a Disney yeah. pin trader as a kid, not cool. Oh, you were uh, a Disney pin trader. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. wow. That there, but for the grace of God, go I. Good. Good for you, sir. <laughs> I, that's a that's a world I never dip my toe into. Yeah, no, I'm like ashamed, but also so proud to be a pin trader. Uh, but I, 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 I know how to be a socially conscious person in the parks and not be a weirdo. So yeah, that's, that's I so. think that's the key. Like you have to kind of keep in perspective, like, yeah, at the end of the day, this is like a, a place for like people to go and have fun. Yeah. Uh, like the people, I don't know if you saw the clip of like people singing zippity doodah at Splash Mountain. <laughs> I did see like, that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like that is a level of, you know, so Splash Mountain just closed and they're going to re- redo it. And the last one, the, you know, the last day, there were a huge crowd that showed up to ride it one more time. Insane. And then a, a crowd stood on the bridge in front of Splash Mountain where the log flume goes and splashes. And they were like singing zippity doodah like it was like a like a candlelight vigil. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That is not anything I can ever in a million years see myself doing about any <laughs> theme park one of my, ride. One of my friends texted me a link because people were selling small jars of the water. Yeah. On the ride. Oh my God. And they, mm-hmm. she said, did you want me to get you one? And that's so, yeah. looks so disgusting. Yeah. Well, I, and I bought those. I'll, I, I bought a few. I bought one <laughs> from everyone selling it just to cover because I figured maybe a couple are fake, but yeah. You know, <laughs> just have my bases covered. That's the, the gamer girl bathwater of, <laughs> of Disney. You know, Disney. Yeah. 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 The animated that's world. So uh, I'm going to make some guesses. Willie, I think the Aaron Carter. Autograph is bullshit. Damn it, Stephen! I need oh. to be like, <laughs> yes. What, what is this? I feel like you've been getting you knowing more. that much about Aaron Carter. I didn't buy it, or actually, just like seeing him and Susical. The fact that you were like, "Oh, Susical was a financial disaster." I was like, "Oh, you Googled stuff." Okay, you want to know something? <laughs> I did see Susical, but it was with Rosie O'Donnell, uh, not in the same role. I assume. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, not in the same role. But I remember. My my sister and my cousin talking that like saying that Aaron Carter would I that's all I remember about yeah Susical like none of the plot none of the characters but I remember them saying that Aaron Carter was going to be in fair it. yeah uh, Danny I think you're telling the truth because it's Star Wars and it's collecting and it just seems like a very truthful thing yeah this was just too <laughs> too memorable not to share I knew I wasn't going to get points because <laughs> I knew. You'd get that. But yeah, this is 100% true. And it 
honestly, my favorite Star Wars toys growing up, I would are are my Burger King toys. They're great. Interesting, uh, Jameson. I I also believe that this is true with the Disney Adventure collecting. Is it? You know, it's. I think the passion with which I talked about it gave it away. It's it is true. Yes, yes. And you know, what? and I and I wish I I had held on to them because I feel like now that there's this big '90s nostalgia. Oh yeah. I could have turned a tiny little profit on it and uh, you know made a little killing, but no, no. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of like all my Nintendo Power magazines, and I hate that I did. Yeah. But I just mm. needed more room at the time where I was at, and. Now I cringe about thinking about it. So yeah, yeah. Well, now you have room on your shelves for Splash Mountain water. So. <laughs> hey, and you could water the tulip bulbs with them. Ooh, That's right. That's right. I will recap the points. Danny last place with five points. Sorry, Damn it. but uh, we have a tie for today's winner, which is Jameson and Lily. Ended it with uh, fifteen points. So congrats, you two. All right, congrats, Lily. Con- congrats to you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I okay. had fun. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. You did, Danny. Uh, Jameson, we need plugs. We need to know where we can follow you, where we can see you. You can follow me on Twitter at Jameson Webb, J-A-M-I-S-O-N-W-B-B. I'm still doing Twitter for now. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I live in Los Angeles, so occasionally I pop up in an improv show and occasionally I pop up on TV. So I'm on the new season of Lone Star, Line One One Lone Star in a couple episodes. Um You'll see me on uh, Grand Crew on NBC. Um, I'm hoping that I don't get cut out of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode I'm in. Ooh, so, oh, you know, um, awesome. So, yeah, stuff like that. But, you know, I just occasionally. But the best thing to do is just follow me on Twitter. And and that's your one-stop shop for Jameson Webb shows, media <laughs> appearances, and insider tips on how to have the best theme park experience at any of the Disney properties. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on the show, and this has been Bullshit Alert. Thanks for listening to Bullshit Alert. Thank you to our guest, Jameson Webb. You can follow him on Twitter at Jameson Webb. You can see him on 911 Lone Star or Grand Crew or possibly an upcoming episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bullshit Alert. This episode was edited by Stephen Carter. Produced by Lily Moss, Danny Marshall, and Stephen Carter. Theme music by Fred Stark. Check him out at fredstarkmusic.com and Spotify.